Richard Marks. Hey everyone, Dave and Jeff, another podcast on a Sunday night. God, it's getting hot, man. Weather's getting warm. Getting hot. I'm all, I have more stress in my life tonight than I've had in months. It's very challenging yep. for me to be here tonight. Uh, all right, I'll take care of yeah, that. Yeah, take care of that coaster. Uh, God. <laughs> yeah, it, it's stressful. I had a good day, and then I made the mistake of going to Target about an hour and change ago. I'm still agitated. Yeah. Because the only thing I had to do at Target was buy a pillow. <laughs> and I don't know why buying a pillow is so fucking challenging. Did you buy it from that guy from Minnesota? No, because he's a dick. <laughs> What, what's with the $50 pillow? What is he doing? What's it with the $50 pillow? I can't tell you. I don't know. I was, I was curious to know. The guy's been in Minnesota making pillows for the last 50 years. Complete sham. <laughs> and uh, Dave, that's the problem. So yeah. you go, here's what I found. You go and you feel it in Target. And you go, well, this, this is a good size. Yeah. This is nice. Boy, it feels like it's nice and soft, like it's comfortable. And then you realize when you get home, your head just sinks in. You're like, oh, I think I just threw out my C3 vertebrae. <laughs> and then you're trying to find, and, and you can't find a pillowcase. Yeah. The only thing I could find was sham. What? I don't know what a sham is. Very stressful. Why did you go to Target? Just curious for a pillow. I just, I didn't know where else to go. Oh, I was fun. just like, I figured Target would end up being the one. And you so know. I went to Target and yeah. And then I came out. No. It was in Target. Yeah. So I already was stressed out enough about the pillows because it's either the $3 super soft, which in about a week is going to feel like you're sleeping on a pile of leaves yeah. in a bag. Might as well throw a t-shirt on the, yeah. on the bed. Yeah. And it's poking and there's too many tags. <laughs> and I'm sorry. I, I love everybody of every race and everything. <laughs> There's never been a guy who looks straight carrying two big fluffy pillows through Target. You just scream gay. And uh, so I'm just, oh, hey, what's up with my pillows? Yeah. What's up, Sam Smith? <laughs> and uh, I got my sham or whatever that is. I'm dragging that. And then this is the other thing that stressed me out. Yeah. So I'm... Uh, I'm walking through Target, and I'm going to check out, and I'm, all of a sudden, the overhead music catches my attention. Okay. This is how jacked up I am. <laughs> Which Target were you at? Up in Oceanside. Okay. Oceanside. What the hell are you doing well, up in Well, I was up there with my sons okay. today. And I'm walking, and I realize that the overhead music is playing, uh, it's tearing out my heart in sync, whatever yeah. that, like, and it's I'm listening, and the first thing that I realize is this is not Timberlake singing; it's the other kid who sings. Remember, they had two singers really for NSYNC, like Timberlake and I'll the be other guy. I don't know. I just knew Timberlake was the main guy. Timberlake and another guy. They okay. sang. My roommate at that time would watch the Carson Daly. You and I were doing yeah. nights, so every day at like two o'clock, she would watch MTV Live. Got it. So I, I every day. 98 Degrees, Backstreet Boys, yeah. Color Me Bad, right? All this shit. <laughs> but now, this got me thinking. Does the guy 
Do the other guys from NSYNC, because if he's in Target yeah. looking like Sam Smith carrying two pillows around, yeah. then he hears, he's not going to get any residuals for that song because he probably didn't write it. So you only get money if you write it. Do those guys have enough money if you're not Timberlake where you can retire? Man, that's a good question. I have no idea. One of those guys is on, uh, I like the TV show Impractical Jokers. Okay. It's Joey Fatone. Yeah. He's all over the goddamn thing. Like, it's like, do you have anything to do? So I don't know if those guys have any money. I, I, we went to lunch, my sons and I, um, my sons and me, I guess. I don't know. Whatever. No, I went to lunch. I went to lunch. So, yeah. So my sons and I. My sons and, yeah, I went to lunch. Because <laughs> you take out, yes. here's the thing, it'll drive you crazy. Yes. It's like the, um, I could care less or I couldn't care less. Yeah. You take out the part all the way, my sons and blank, right? My yep. sons and come out of the sentence, what would you say? Yep. You wouldn't say me went to lunch. Exactly. You would say I went to lunch. That's so how you you're do right. It. It's my sons and I went to lunch. Um, and they had a TV on. And it was the girl who played Pam from The Office. Yeah. It was on some show. And I started thinking about her. <laughs> And I go, does she have enough money to retire, Dave? <laughs> Probably not. I don't know. That's so funny. The guy with the glasses, yeah. he can never get another job, no. right? Unless no. he's playing like Dahmer. <laughs> right? <laughs> but he he's not going to get hired. Like the other guy from the office yeah. is in the State Farm commercials now yeah. with Chris Paul. But they're all, but do any of those guys have enough money? Did they make yeah. enough money where they can retire? Here's the problem, man. When you make that money and you're young, you're thinking that money is going to come forever. And when this show ends, I'm just going to find another show. Yeah. In reality, it, it's 98% of the actors in the world don't work. Agents. Yeah. yeah. By the time you pay everybody off taxes, everything else, you don't make as much money. It's the very few that make a, a ton, make a ton of money. Like yeah. the, the guys with the Big Bang Theory making you know $2 million That's a show. That's why they all get that EP. Yeah. The the executive producer exactly. credit, right? Yep. So that you see that, so that when you go into syndication, now you're getting a check. That's it. What do they say? Larry David and Gary Shan- Gary Shandling, uh, Jerry Seinfeld make two hundred million a year just off of reruns from Seinfeld. And Seinfeld's still out on the road. Yeah, doing stand up, doing stuff because he loves it. I don't know. Sorry, that yeah, no, that no, was it. I was fine. That, that was that was my yeah. major dilemma for the day. Trying d- to look normal, walking to yeah. Oversized pillows through Target and thinking, this is not working. I no. just look dumb. It's not going to work. I'll tell you right now. You're going to hate your pillows. No, I'm going to hate them. Because <laughs> you can't try them out. I'm, I'm a, it's funny. I'm a pillow freak. I, I, have okay. one, I have one pillow that I enjoyed. I got it from Sleep Train at the time. When yeah. we got our beds. But I, how much was it there? Like if I walk into mattress. You're probably firm, looking at 50 bucks. Yeah. Well, here, here's the deal, though. I'm in, I'm in a different situation. I had I had a whiplash accident when I was 16. Yeah. Ever since then, man, when I lay down, my neck goes out. So my it, neck's all fucked up from yeah. that car accident this year on That's the day CS died. Yeah. My neck's been all jacked up. Not like bad enough, yeah. like, but it's just there. Or it's been because I've had shitty pillows. I guess yeah. we'll find out. Well, <laughs> now when you come in, you can only look one direction. <laughs> You're like uh, Mike Brady. Yes. Shit in, in, in the Brady Bunch episode where the guy's up in the briefcase to make sure your neck's not really jacked up. It's um, it, But but yeah, I'm one of those guys. I need a certain pillow. But that's why when I watch that guy, your Minnesota guy from the My Pillow guy, yeah. I'm looking at it going too. Shit, is this a real pillow that would keep my head straight? That's all I'm looking for. It's my neck perfectly straight when I'm sleeping. Uh, yeah. Because so that's why you can't try it out in Target. You're going to get fucked. I guarantee you're going to hate it. God, I know it. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Um, 
And the other sham is that thing that looks like uh, like a wave, those pillows, right? Where it's like it looks like part of it's been scooped out, and they're that's, like, oh, this is great for your neck. It, no, no, that's the one I use. That works. That's the one I because that part where that it fits right in right in the side of your neck. I'm telling you, if you're uh, a lot of people have bad necks. My dad, yeah. I remember had to have had three vertebrae fused. Oh, and so I'm, and they can turn his head for shit. Can't even get on an airplane. I can't get on an airplane. What if my neck goes out? <laughs> like oh. Ridiculous. But no, I had, a, I had a whiplash thing once in a car accident. Once playing yeah. playing baseball. Same ah, thing. But terrible. ever since then, man. For, so for years, nah. It's, it's as dumb as it sounds. You got to have the right pillow. Got to have the right pillow. All right. Um, just want to mention this real quick, yeah. and then we'll do whatever. Is that you the want. only thing stressing? It? I was at Target a couple hours ago myself. I pulled this move. Would you? Have do? this ever happened? Yet? Where do you buy cards? When you have to buy a card for somebody, where do you go? Oh, a card? Yeah. Like a greeting card? Yeah, greeting card. Target. Okay, me too. So I walk into Target. My wife's birthday is coming up. She's heading to Europe tomorrow for two weeks. Oh, I won't man. see her on her birthday. It's the first card I grab. I was like, nothing better than the very first card you grab. You uh-huh. go, all right, this is good enough. Yeah. <laughs> you feel yeah. like you, you had a home run. And I'm like, I'm done. You know, my, my older son's with me. He's like, are you serious? You're just going to look at one card? I go, this one's the one. And yeah. And, Walked out, and when I handed her the card tonight, we we exchanged Father's Day cards and birthday oh, cards nice. tonight for dinner. I said to her, "I go here you go." And she goes, "Man, this is a really nice card." I just looked at it. I got to give him the wink. Told him, "Yeah, I know what the fuck I'm doing." Yeah, doing not, this a long time. Not the uh, not your first rodeo. <laughs> uh, so our event is coming up on August the first. There, I uh, was out with Jim Trotter and Sean yeah. Walchef last night. We're sorry, missed you uh, for fight night. And really great fight, main event, Robert Whittaker and Yoel Romero. rest of the card was pretty dull. But if you're a UFC fan, find that fight. But uh, Walchef is always is stepping up. Yeah. And he's just like, we're going to be there. We're going to cool. be there. And uh, love the idea that you and I always kind of work things out during the course of the show. <laughs> it's easier that way. Yeah. But, um, but what I determined last night was... Look, I, I got to give him a number. He needs to know a number as to what we're looking at, yeah. people-wise. Eastlake Country Club needs to know what we're looking at, people-wise. And then, really, we have to start. We're going to start fine-tuning with disappointing Joseph. Uh, Tad Ryan's been like, what are we doing? Yeah. How long are we playing? And everything's... <laughs> we'll tell you when to stop. <laughs> yeah, just keep playing. Um. So here's here's the deal. A bunch of you have already we're over five thousand dollars, which is incredible to me. Uh, GoFundMe reached out to me this week and said, "Look, we need to you need to take the money out. You need to withdraw the cash, um, or we're going to refund it." So the first five grand is coming out, and then I'm going to see Bob McElroy, John Van Zanti at Rancho Coastal. The local office for suicide awareness, and then we'll ship checks yeah. out to stand up to cancer and charity water. And that first five grand should be out by by this time next week. So Good. thank you to everybody who has participated. If you haven't and you've been thinking about it, I'm just going to tell you that GoFundMe page is going away July 1st. Okay. Um, July 1st, it's going away. That's going to be our cutoff date. Um, I'm sorry. If you come to me on July 4th or 5th and, hey, man, I want to be in, sorry, please make a donation to one of those charities. We're just not going to see you on the 1st. Um, but I got to be able to tell Walchef exactly. the number for what we're doing. And that gives you all plenty of time. Yeah. So thank you to everybody. I threw in some money. I'm going to f- figure out a way to scholarship some people. We got a couple of spots from Glenn Geffner. 
uh, that we can scholarship some people. Lisa Ann threw money in. We can scholarship anybody as long as your name's not Brock. You'll be in, and uh, and we'll figure it out. Yeah. But 25 bucks gets you in the door. Uh, 300 gets you to the live show that we'll do later this summer at Cali Comfort. Thank you to Billy, who I think is close to a thousand bucks. My God, you're incredible. Uh, Eric Barnhill and so many of the rest of you that have stepped up. Brian Curry has stepped up. Um, so many of you have stepped up and, and contributed money, and it will all start going out. I talked yeah. to Bob McElroy this week. I talked to John Van Zanti this week, and it's just it's great. It's great. So okay, get an idea here because I'm gonna head to uh, East Lake this week. I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna talk to the guys over there. I'm sure they're gonna ask me a numbers thing just as well. What is and how do you want to figure this out as far as your your cutoff is July first? So we'll say, look, we need a, a room as big as whatever, and on July first we're gonna we're gonna cut it off. Yeah, because to me, until I talked about it with Sean last night, who's in the hospitality business, yeah. I was like, we'll bring everybody in, and then you go, well, wait a minute. We want to be able to see all of you. We yeah. want to be able to talk to all of you. We want you to have the opportunity to meet Lisa Ann. Um, I believe Jim Trotter is going to be there. Sean's going to be there. Um, other people that are in town and, and can make it are going to be there. Dave, really, to me, kind of thinking about last night, I'd, I'd kind of like to keep it to about 100 people. Yeah. And I, and I think we're going to be okay with that. Um, if it's under 100... Well, really, when you and I set this up with Lisa Ann, I think our initial goal was five grand, and we've blown by that. Yeah. And so now we're just playing with house money. But I want to close down the GoFundMe page on July 1st so I can get all that money out. All of that money will be distributed by the time you walk through the door. Then on that night, uh, Jim Trotter gave me two signed copies of his junior sale book last night. The Seals, who haven't even drafted a player yet, the San Diego Seals, Mike Grace and everybody over there sent me a gift certificate. Somebody on that night yeah. will get a package for four where you will go down prior to the game, see a shoot around, then you're going to have VIP seating for a Seals game. Wayne Partello and the Padres have been amazing. Um, we're, we have a bunch of friends in sports from around the country that are working on different sports yeah. packages. And uh, Matt Coyle, who... Our buddy has found four first editions of his first four books. They do not exist anymore. The books are in fifth or sixth printing. He found four of the first editions. Every one of them hand-signed. We'll auction those off on that night as a set. Really cool thing. Um, uh, Mud and uh, Don Orsillo are signing a baseball. I just think that's kind of a cool thing. The Chargers are sending a gift package. The Gulls are sending a gift package. There's things coming in from all over. Every nickel we make that night, uh, if we're doing voicemails, if Lisa Ann's doing voicemails, uh, what we sell from Cali Comfort, everything will go out to the charities. Perfect. Oh, that's great. Okay, so it's August 1st on a Wednesday. Yep. What time are we looking to start? I'm off that day, so I'm going to come down, get it hanging. I mean, my guess would be because Stevie Woods, Susan DeVincent and some others that work mornings would like to be a part of it. I would think at three, but I also know a lot of you don't work at four o'clock in the morning and you want to be able to hang out. So I, w- I would think we're going to go till nine. Okay. You know, I would think three to nine would probably be your four to nine. We'll probably, figure it I out. would say four to nine. Okay. Good deal. All right. Because yeah. uh, again, I'm headed over there 
this week we'll get some details and we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll figure things out a little bit for you what direction you're gonna go and then we have to get uh everybody we're doing the lou palais memory uh memorial card from did my sister ever send you a picture she did she sent me one yesterday and then she said you narked me out <laughs> she said i narked you out yeah oh when you said that she's taking pictures of shitty motels all over no the- you know what the funny it, now I, it's true she is she, I she, love those pictures. Oh those God. pictures are great. My sister has a job where she's in sales, and okay. every place she has to go, the jobs she's had in the past are always major cities. She's going to San Francisco, Boston, yeah. Chicago. Now she's in areas you've never heard of in the country. So she'll fly yeah. into Chicago and then have to drive for eight miles by herself. Yeah. And then she ends up in the middle of nowhere. So that's why every one of those shitty motels is where she's supposed to stay. She gets freaked out every night. She's like, I don't know what the hell's going to happen here. Who's going to follow me back to this motel? You know why I love, I Dave, I honestly love them. I think those pictures are Americana yeah, to me. Yeah, they are. Old, now, I'm not staying there when you go in and there's a freaking tarantula. <laughs> but along with Matt Coyle and Don Winslow, one of my favorite authors is Lee Child. Lee Child writes the Jack Reacher books, and I'm reading one now, and he... Uh, the main character, Dave, he is a former military officer, 6'5", big dude, yeah. and he is a drifter, kind of stays quiet, goes through the country, and uh, he always finds himself in motels like your sister is staying, and they're just, it's it's great. I love those pictures. Yeah. So, uh, no, she sent me a great picture of your dad. And she said, will this work? And I said, yeah. And I also told her, I said, hey, Dave's aware of it because I told her at the start you weren't going to be. And uh, she goes, yeah, I know. I heard I got called out. <laughs> and, well, God damn it. <laughs> what happened to snitches get stitches? More fucking tattletales in this town. The, that's, the way, that's the way it goes. All right, real quick, what are you doing up in Oceanside? I was with, um, so my sons and I hung out on Friday night. And then hung out yesterday, and then I dropped him off for fight night. And then today, there's a basketball park that we love up there. It's like this isolated, uh, incredibly fun basketball park. So we went up there in North County, shot hoops, had lunch up there, and then um, just were kind of coming down. And they had to get, oh, my son playing hoops busted shoelaces. So he broke his shoelaces, so I was like, oh, well, there's a target right here. So yep. we were up in Oceanside. So, like, all right, so, yeah. There you go. They go into Target. They will spend half hour in Target watching greatest half-court shots or NBA buzzer beaters. That's what they did. They yeah. just they, YouTube's incredible. And they'll just watch 2016, 2015, 2014 Best buzzer beater shots. And they'll just sit there. Best half-court shots from Steph Curry or LeBron or any James Harden all day long. So I'll just run around Target, get what I need, and they're just watching half-court shots. All right. So last time we did a show, I asked you what was going to happen in the NBA Finals. Mm-hmm. Your son and one of your sons is just a diehard Warriors fan. Is he on mm-hmm. Cloud9 this week? Yeah. It's great because um, – Funny man, I, I was such. I don't know if you were a fan of Anthony Bourdain. Were you a fan of Bourdain? You know what? I, I be honest with you, I, 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 I'll get into that in a second. I'll let you finish what you say about your son, and then I want to get into that. One of the things that I, I, I watched this tribute that Chris Cuomo, that CNN did the other night, and his show, um, not No Reservations, Parts Unknown. Okay, his new show was on CNN. 
And so when he passed the other day, um, and CNN's doing a, a tribute to Bourdain, and I understand he passed in the morning. You didn't have much time. But here's all the anchors just telling their story. And it, it felt very self-serving for CNN. It felt like it was less about Anthony Bourdain and more about how the anchors tried to, you know, oh, we were so tight, me and Tony. <laughs> I'm like, I watched that show a lot and never yeah. saw you on there. But the one common thread that everybody has said about Bourdain is that if he met you, he would talk to you like you had been longtime friends, and he would say to you, what's your passion? Yeah. What is your passion? And I, I think that's great because, honestly, right now, I don't know what my passion is. Like, I don't know that I can define it. I've, I have a lot of things that I like. Yeah. I don't know that I have anything that I can define as a passion. And to me, uh, being such a fan of what he did and in the way he did it, um, to be with my son that night when my son has absolutely one passion and it is the nba and it's the yeah. golden state warriors and it's steph curry and to be there with him and just he was very um he wasn't obnoxious about it like like if i filmed him there'd be no views on youtube yeah, he didn't he, do anything he, he didn't just, say suck it he did not say suck it um but it was great to be with him and, and as he took it in. And yeah. Josh Rosenberg, who I love like family, I sat with Rosie every night when that team was garbage. Yeah. And Rosie would go home to watch that team every night with Muggsy. And I was like, what are you doing? He's like, that's my team. I'm like, that. I was a Wolves fan. He was a Warriors fan. Yeah. And I'm, I'm so happy for him. I'm so happy for Jim Trotter um, because those guys – my son, my son's ruined. He doesn't know any better. I'm yeah. like, it's not how sports works. Even Rosie was saying that he's bored now, which I thought was funny. It's like you've waited your whole life for this, Never. and now you're going to tell me that you're bored on on championship three? Yeah, no way. I'm an um, I two of my teams have won championships. Uh, the Twins won two, eighty-seven and ninety-one, and it was great. Yeah. Because while the Twins try to figure it out right now, and they they make this move and that move, whatever. Um, when they have those two, and I'm like, it's great. I'd love them to get two more and two more after that, but they have those two. And really, my hockey team is the LA Kings. Yeah. And the Kings have two. And I, I have such great memories of the first one in 2012 because we had Bob Miller on almost every step of the way as an eight seed when they went beat San Jose and then went all the way through to win the Stanley Cup. I'd love the Kings to win two more and two more after that. But I'm thrilled that I got to see him yeah. win two. Um, you know, I saw the Raiders win one in 83. You know, the Raiders and Vikes are, I'm kind of more a Raider guy now than I am a Viking fan, but I'd love to see the Vikes win. Now leaves the pods. Yeah. I mean, that's really what's what's left is the pods for me. But, but to be with my son the other night, Dave, yeah. on that day, that's his passion. Yeah, it was great. That I is enjoyed cool. it a lot. No, absolutely. You won't you won't forget it. It's funny. There's that always that one team that you always remember and go, okay, what does that one team mean to you as a kid? I remember mm -hmm. for me, 
I know you teased me about being a Dodger fan, but when I was a kid and we moved from, I was born in Los Angeles and my family decided one day we're going to pack up and we're going to drive to Nashville, Tennessee mm-hmm. and not come back. I always joke around, it's the Beverly Hillbillies in reverse. My parents lived in yeah, Beverly right. Hills for 35 years. All of a sudden they get in the car and we drive five days cross country. We stop off at the Grand Canyon and all these other places, Memphis, you know, we, then we head on over to Nashville. Well, I have no friends. I mean, I have zero yeah. friends and school already started. Oh, so it's <laughs> school already started. And I remember my mom goes to drop me off. And I already told you I was a, I was a shy kid. I was scared to death. And it was grades kindergarten through fourth grade. Okay. What okay. grade are you in? I was in first. Oh, first God. grade. Okay. And my mom says, I'm leaving now. And there's a school assembly going on. The whole school's right there. Oh, and then my mom's dropping me off with the principal in front of the whole school, like almost on a stage. There couldn't have been a worse situation. Yeah, and I have an older sister, as you mentioned, and she always taught me as I was younger. She goes, you know, "fuck" is the king of all bad words. When you're really upset, this is when you use it. Yeah, and my mom goes, "I'm leaving," and I start crying, and I go, "fuck you, mom!" I'd oh my god, I scream it out, and she never heard me cuss before, and she was <laughs> embarrassed, and then. She goes, I'm leaving right now. And I just go, fuck you. <laughs> and I yell it out. My mom to this day still gets stopped at the grocery store. If you're the one that had that kid that go, fuck you in front of the whole school. That principal, I remember Dr. Taylor. Yeah. Grabbed me <laughs> by my arm and he dug his hand into my bicep and he goes, son, I don't know what the hell they teach you in California, but in Tennessee, we don't talk that way. Yeah. And I was, I was, you know, freaked out by it, you know, going, what the hell? Well, we move in September. The Dodgers play in the playoffs. One thing I knew from L.A. Yeah. and it was on TV, Dodgers are playing the Phillies in the playoffs, and then they're yeah. playing the Yankees. Yep. 77-78, and I'm sitting there watching the World Series, and the Dodgers lose both, okay? Yeah. 81, finally. Yeah. They win. And I'm like, here I am, 10-year-old kid, and the Dodgers win. And yeah. I was like, that was the team. That's it. That was that 1981 team when that, you know, things turned a corner, I should say, for me as you talk about your passion. I was just like yeah. your kid. And you didn't have the baseball channel. You got Sports nope. Illustrated, and you yep. got Sporting News later on, and that's, that's the only connection I had to what my comfort zone was, which was California. Very funny, because my first team that ever won a championship, the Vikes lost four Super Bowls. The yeah. Twins were gar- garbage. Stars lost the Stanley Cup in '81 uh, to the Islanders. So for me, my teams were 0 and five, and then I got out here. And determined I was going to be a Raider fan because I worked at a sporting goods store, started there in the end of 82. So the football season of 83, yeah, uh, we had all the Nike posters. And the Nike poster that I remember coming in was the no passing poster. We've talked about it in the past awesome. with uh, Mike Davis uh Mike Haynes, Lester Hayes, and Van McElroy. Yep. And I'd already been a Raider fan, but now it felt like it had been confirmed because of all, you know, the Iceman yep. and, and all the other posters that we had, that to me was the coolest one by a mile. And the fact that it was my team and my favorite player at the time was awesome. So I'm watching that Raider team of 83, and they're so good. And this is really funny how your life turns out because you're going to laugh at this. But if you remember watching that game, that game in Tampa, 
And at that time, the Super Bowl pregame show was like 15 minutes. Yeah. Now it's like eight hours. No shit. But I will never forget, they had a shot of Joe Theismann walking around the field before the game. And he had like a tweed sport coat on. And he had his shirt like open like four buttons. Yeah. And he had these oversized like brown aviators on. And he looked like a guy that should be on heart to heart. And I looked at him and I'm like, I'm like, they're going to beat the shit out of you tonight, Joe. Look at you walking around here like it's a goddamn fashion show. You're done, Joe. (laughs) And they did. And and I I I watched that. I, I had no idea how to react. I was so used to my team losing. Yeah. And they demolished them, demolished them. And it, it's funny because this weekend, if you go back to when I left the house, when the divorce was happening, I think I said at that time that I left a lot of things behind. I gave my one son my wedding ring. I yeah. gave my other son a watch. And I left all the jerseys behind and all these jerseys. And I just, I've never really been a Jersey guy. Yeah. But one of the really cool things my wife gave me was an authentic Raider road jersey, 26 Van McElroy. And um, so Friday, I go to pick up my sons. My wife is at a work function. And I go in and um, say my sons, I say, heck, I use the restroom and then off we go. And as I'm walking, I look and out of the it catches my eye. I look and I go, there's the McElroy Jersey. And I go, that's fucking coming back with me. (laughs) And, uh, (laughs) so it's in my trunk tonight. So I was telling my sons today and they thought it was great. They were like, what? And I was like, you know, I didn't want it because I felt like it would bring back too many bad memories. Yeah. And I go, God dang. I go, I don't know. It must be in a good place. Cause I'm like, yeah, it's great. Yeah. And I go, yeah, I'm not with your mom anymore, but I sure appreciate what she did. Yeah. I go, yeah, I'm not giving that to you. Yeah. That doesn't mean anything to you. <laughs> like, what? So, yeah, I got my McElroy jersey back, which I'm yeah. I'm glad about. And I know she'll be happy about that, too. You know, it, it's funny. You said something that was interesting a second ago. Well, I want to get to uh, the suicide also on, on Friday, but you said mm-hmm. something about your passion, mm-hmm. not having a passion. My, my wife and I have been together really 28 years, you mm-hmm. know. We, we dated for two years before we were married, but been together 28 years. And I've always said to her, what is your passion? Mm-hmm. She, she has no idea. Like, no. She, she hasn't found it. You know, she, ha- she, ha- she has another birthday coming up, and she still has no idea what her passion is. What's the one thing in life you would do if money wasn't a factor? Would you travel? Would you mm-hmm. get, buy season tickets to Padre games? What would you do with that one thing? For me, it's obviously I love coaching baseball. It's my mm-hmm. closest thing to playing, so it's for it's coaching baseball and watching kids hopefully realize a dream. But my son asked me today at dinner, he goes, if you weren't coaching the Bears, what would mm-hmm. you do? He goes, you never have a weekend off. What would you do? I haven't been on vacation in 10 years. What would you do? And I said, you know what? I go, I can't say I would travel a ton. I would, I'd probably, unfortunately, because of baseball, drive my wife crazy because she's not a sports fan, is I would do the whole stadium deal. You know, I'd love to go to Chicago. There are things in Chicago I want to see. Everyone who's been to Chicago tells them it's their favorite city. But I want to go to Wrigley. I told you this year I'm going to Fenway, going to Yankee Stadium. But I said, I'm a big L.A. guy like you are. You go, mm-hmm. you make that trip to L.A. all the time. Going next Sunday for Father's Day. There you go. I'm, and I'm always jealous. I said uh, yeah. to Josh, I said, if you gave me two days, I'd go to L.A. I'd get a hotel right in Santa Monica, right yeah. by the pier. 
And I said, then I'd go to different places that I miss, a part of my childhood, and I'd go see friends that are important to me. The ones yeah. who make those phone calls that say, you're doing okay. Yeah, those yeah, calls. yeah. Because I got a bunch of them. The friends in L.A. that are so busy now with their families and their job that I would go out of my way to meet them for lunch. All right, what are you yeah. doing today for lunch? Because I'm coming up to, and we're going to have lunch together. That kind of deal. Nice. Just to catch up. But I go, you gave me two days. That's what... That's what I would do. So I'm, I'm fine where I'm at, but I'm always surprised when so many people say they don't know what makes them tick. What is it that makes that one thing that makes it happen? You can't say really your boys, but yeah. what it was because obviously we all know being a dad is your favorite thing. But mm-hmm. that one thing, if you were retired today and you won, you know, twenty oh, billion dollars, yeah. what would you do tomorrow? Go back to judging fights. Yeah. See, there you go. I I did three hundred fights for USA Boxing. And I would go back tomorrow. The problem is it's Saturday afternoons, and that's my time with them. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I mean, my buddy Willie Kuhn, he's 105. <laughs> he's still out there. Um, that was so great. I love being a part of USA Boxing, and that's why, um, you know, we look at ways to give back to the community that has treated us so well. Yeah. I, I think, Dave, Dave, that might be one of them right now, too, is finding the best way to utilize this platform. And not only for us, not only for Brian and Ryan and Alan and Daniel, you know, the guys that are the backbone, not just for the listeners, but but kind of as a community effort because I feel like and it, it I just I truly believe it I feel like the radio stations in this town have gotten away from being community based radio stations I feel like they're corporate based radio yeah. stations and I don't feel like there's any heartfelt connection between station and listener I feel like it's a business relationship the same way that I walked through Target today is the way I feel about radio stations. And they can, well, we do, you know, empty your drawers at Christmas. Well, big deal. It's a nice thing you do. I'm not downplaying it, but what'd you do in May? Yeah. Well, what else do you do? Um, and so that's kind of the nice thing. Um, it is interesting that you say that about radio because when we talk about TV and we talk about print, mm-hmm. they have made the jump in San Diego, especially now that the Chargers aren't here, more community i mean yeah. we, we talk about all the high school stuff and even kosi shows right now little league highlights i mean yeah. they, they couldn't be more community based yet in radio i'm not asking to interview the all-star coach for it's like little league that's not what i'm saying but yeah. there's there's nothing community based as far as in touch with the people the up and coming and, and there are a ton of people that will become professional athletes out of san diego you know i would do if i was a producer there i'd say what would it take for us to go out and do the show one night a week or one night a month from a neighborhood in Eastlake and then go do it from a neighborhood in Escondido. Yeah. They used to do it a lot in the morning news. Is that right? I don't know if Fox 5 still does because I'm gone, but they were doing that. and It was kind of cool where they would go out and they would do the show from Coronado. They do it from North Park. It was really cool. And go on and connect with the community. Just telling you, you go, yeah, it may not mean any more ad revenue, but people are going to know that we actually acknowledge them. We feel like you're part of the community. I mean, that, but I, I, I really couldn't care. I, I really couldn't care less about what iHeart's doing or BCA's doing. I think the thing that, let me say this. What Scott Kaplan did and organized for the Pena family the other night was awesome. Um, 
I believe the gentleman's name is Alan Pena, who has been a longtime listener of 1090, and yeah. his wife took her life. And Scott put together with Stevie Woods. Uh, Jason Lawhead, I believe, is the, the gentleman's name. They put together a, a night on Thursday night at the Comedy Store and raised money. That's what that's I'm cool. talking about. That's that's awesome. Yeah. And if you went and were part of that event uh, for Steve and for Scott, I know I, I was chatting with Darren that day. Um, Darren bought a table and donated it out. And, and just to, to get back, that's exactly it. That's what those guys did. So kudos to them. Sorry, yeah. They 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 lived it the other night, and I'm sure that meant the world to the Pena family. So good on all those guys that participated. Yeah, I, I want to ask you about uh, about the suicide and and what everyone was talking about uh, over the weekend. Real quick, I want to mention that Daniel Tyler over at Superior Fence Company. Daniel again stepped up today, more money yep. towards our charity. You know, absolutely fantastic. Drove all the way down from you know North County. Right to my house. Didn't even know he was here. Just put it right under the mat and said, hey, I left something for the charity. Absolutely fantastic. Daniel at Superior Fence. Great guy. He's been in business since 2005. Again, he is uh, in North County, but he'll go all, all over San Diego County to make sure that you have the best fence possible. You tell him exactly what you want, he can do it. As he says, everything is easy. Free estimates, even on Saturdays. Vinyl fences, white to dark colors, they do them all. Chain length, there's nothing much to them, but that's no problem either. Iron gate fences, you name it. A-plus rating with BBB, fully licensed and insured. San Diego Superior Fence.com, San Diego Superior Fence.com. Also on Twitter, SD Superior Fence. Here's uh, how you get in touch with Daniel. It's very easy. 760-745-4846. 760-745-4846. I will tomorrow take this... $250 donations, now up to $500 uh, from Daniel, and that will go again just because it's close to my work. Yeah. I'll drop it right back off with John Van Zanti and Rancho Coastal, and that money will go to work tomorrow. I mean, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. These are guys that are part of this community. They're just great. It's just so great. Um, it's a grassroots operation. And not only have these guys stepped up, but they have exceeded it. We can tell you all day about the amazing work they're going to do for your fence around your house to make your property secure, to make your property look nice. But I don't think there's anything wrong with telling you that these guys are really what it's about in the community. They're just good stand-up people, family-owned business, stand behind their work, they're going to be there on August the 1st. And and again, tomorrow, uh, exceeding expectations by a mile. Daniel, thank you so much. I will see John Van Zanti yeah. uh, tomorrow at 1, which I love to do at Rancho Coastal, and we'll take that. And that'll be 500 bucks from, from these charities that we, our first 500 that we've dropped off, uh, and that'll go to Rancho Coastal. And it just... Like I said, amazing work they're going to do. Your house is going to look nice, whatever you want them to do. But just understand when you make that phone call, you go, you know why I'm calling you and not calling your competitor? Because you're stepping up. You're stepping up to help out uh, Dave and Jeff's uh, efforts to raise money for Charity Water, for Stand Up to Cancer, for the Alpha Project, for Suicide Awareness, and for the Rancho Coastal Humane Society. Yep. Good on you, Daniel. I sure appreciate you. Absolutely. I want to mention Brian Curry this morning. Received a phone call at 7.30 in the morning on a Sunday. 
saying, hey, look, here's my situation. My son's uh, going through a tough time running with some uh, kids that in the neighborhood that aren't helping him out. He's on mm-hmm. the path right now to make a major mistake. We have sold our house. Right now we're living in a cabin trying to figure out where our next move is. I hear you know somebody that you trust. And I said, I absolutely do. Brian Curry's the guy. I said, here's Brian Curry's direct number. I go, I would guarantee he'll answer the phone right now. Oh, yeah. Just like I did. And she says, I can't thank you enough. I got to get my son, get my family in the right neighborhood in San Diego. Yep. And uh, Brian Curry is going to help this family out, find the right house for them, the right neighborhood, just like he can do for you. Brian Curry's been selling real estate in San Diego for more than 20 years. Call Brian, just like she did, 619-251-1588. You name it, all over San Diego County, 619-251-1588. I think the other thing, too, that Brian's going to tell you is if you look at open houses, right, because I happen to pay attention to pictures (coughs) and you see what's out there. Yeah. And you look at some of these houses and it looks like it's basically a glorified shed. And they're asking $650,000 for it. Brian's not going to let you do that. He's not going to let yep. you do that. He's going to say, no, that's obnoxious. And we're going to find something that is the right house for you. It's the right house for your family. Dave, in that case, your friend and their son, right neighborhood, everything else. It's not just about making a sale. It's not just about making a commission. It's about making a relationship. And it works. BC's another guy that stepped up over and over. Another very proud member of this community. Track record speaks for itself. But that's what I'm looking forward to. I'm in Carlsbad today. And I do this all the time. And I do it right now because it's Father's Day month. I'm not one of you chicks that celebrate (laughs) birthday month and run around with a (laughs) tiara on your goddamn head. Even though you're 50. Looking like you're 14, trying out for Miss Junior Santee. But I, I say to my sons, you know, I look over here at these properties in Carlsbad, and they look really nice. In case you forgot, I work in Carlsbad. Yep. So my commute would be a minute and a half. But because of you two donkeys, <laughs> I got to shuffle my tire deck back to La Mesa for an 90-minute commute every day. Thanks. <laughs> Brian Curry will make it work, and they laugh and laugh and laugh. That's it. But I, I know. Closer I get to September, no problem. I'm ready to roll, and I know Brian Curry will be ready to roll. And, Dave, isn't it nice when a friend calls you yes. in, in that situation to say, help them out. yep, here's the guy, and he's in good hands. Absolutely. So, uh, obviously, Friday morning, uh, the, the news goes through that all of a sudden, again, a major celebrity twice last week. Yeah, Kate Spade. And yeah. then a kid today, 20-year-old actor today, I wasn't familiar with, a 20-year-old actor, a kid who's on the Goldbergs and a couple of other shows. I wasn't familiar with this kid, but 20 years old took his own life. Oh, my gosh. I had no idea. Yeah. I had no idea. Um, the, obviously, Anthony Bourdain. I, I tell you mm. what, I, I never watched the show. Oh, I, knew, I knew who awesome. he was. And, man, when... You know, you you going okay? Well, that that that's tragic. I, you know, yeah. all of a sudden the news comes through. Well, I didn't know Kate Spade either. To be honest no. with you. And so, uh, Good Morning America is the number one story. And sure. then this story, though, everybody seemed to have a story about Anthony Bourdain. Everyone yeah. had had something to do with either being a fan or uh, loved his quotes, loved the human being that he was, and, yeah. and people were devastated. I mean, completely Absolutely. devastated. Yeah, I was absolutely as a fan of that show because the thing that I liked about Bourdain. 
uh, a bunch of different things. I love the fact that sometimes when you see these guys on the Travel Channel shows, they take themselves a little too seriously. Yeah. And here we go, and they whisper everything, and we are going to have the pate, and you're like, I can't hang with you. You're a puss. I can't hang. And Bourdain Dave was a guy that would have fit in perfect at this table. And you would have loved him. When he went to, if you go on YouTube, you can find a bunch of things, especially he loved L.A. And what I liked about him is also as a guy who loves L.A., he would be about the Chateau Marmont, said often in interviews that if he ever made enough money to retire, he was not going to retire to Paris or to Switzerland. He would retire and live at the Chateau Marmont because that's what his life was all about. When he came to Los Angeles for his show, it wasn't about Spago, although he would find great places. He would have street tacos and he would be having a beer, but he was very open <laughs> and saying, when I get to L.A., I do the same thing every time, and I go to the In-N-Out right by the airport. <laughs> and uh, But a very well-thought-out guy, but a guy that was pretty open about the demons that he dealt with, had, had dealt with addictions in the past. And, boy, somebody, it may have been, um, oh, I can't remember who said it on Friday. But they said, you look into the eyes of, of Anthony Bourdain and those eyes tell a story and there's a lot of pain in those eyes. And you go, yeah, I, I've never never dealt with any kind of hard drugs. Drugs, yeah. knock on wood, were never in, in my life. But he did it. But he would do shows. I loved his shows. I did. I, I loved it um, because he would go places uh, that you go, yeah, I might, I might check that out. Big fight fan. Always at the UFC, always at the big fights. Big fight fan. Um, and cool. And just a guy where you go, that dude had his had his shit together. But when you look at the hotel where he was staying and he was filming, no reservation. Uh, I keep saying no reservations. That was the show on the Travel Channel. Parts unknown on CNN. I mean, Dave, you look at this hotel and you go, God, what a cool place. It's like this little... A boutique hotel, like a really cool little village. Yeah. And you go, for him, that looks like he's just right in his place. And and he took his life. And it, it's just, it's absolutely heartbreaking. He was dating the, I always mispronounce her name, but it, I think it's Asia Argentina, uh, something along that line. Beautiful actress. And she just directed one of the episodes that was on last week. And the crazy thing for me was, Thursday night as I was going to bed, I had CNN on, and they were talking about Parts Unknown coming up on Sunday. And you know where it is, like yeah. when you're falling asleep and you're done and you've already stayed up too late. But the last thing I did on Thursday night was set up the series to tape, and I woke up Thursday morning, and I follow the suicide awareness, suicide prevention people that we're working with on Twitter. And I always wake up in the morning and take a look at Twitter. And it said, if you're writing about Anthony Bourdain, here are some facts to make. And I, my heart sank. I go, oh, no. And I realized that he had taken his life. But 
you saw so many things from people that said, oh, he quit or he did this or it's selfish or terrible things. Look, I, I have a bit of an issue, quite frankly, with Kate Spade writing a note to her 13-year-old yeah. daughter saying, look, I loved you very much. It wasn't your fault. Ask daddy. Because there were talk that the relationship was breaking apart. And I just feel like that's an incredibly tough burden to put on a 13-year-old yeah, girl. And especially when you decide, hey, I'm going to check out. I'm going to leave you with the guy that made my life miserable. That's what you're telling your daughter. Yeah. You're, <laughs> you're putting it off on, on I completely. him. I, again, I've never been there. I'm not throwing stones. But I just said, man, as I've talked to people over the course of the week, I go, what do you make of that note? And you go, that's, it's pretty rough. But I, I don't I, I don't know what she yeah. I, I'm not judging her. I just that just seemed harsh. But um but yeah, that one on that one on Friday hurt. And then we had a situation on Friday night where our pal Yeti started to struggle again. And and the point that I would make to Yeti is he needs to go and get professional help. I'm not qualified. Alan Seasun's not qualified. Sasson, any of us, Craig Meaty, or any of the other great people that have Angela Bullpen Babe, all of the great people uh, that stepped up and reached out to him and talked to him, and it was great. I can't speak for the rest of the group. I'll just tell you, for me, I'm not, I'm not qualified to do this. I'm not qualified to do this every week. I'm here for a friend to support you. Yeah. But you have to do what I did. And, and what others have done, and that is you have to go see somebody. You either have to call that number or you have to go see a therapist and figure out the path to get you back to where you want to be. I, I can't do it, I'm, I, and I'm pretty confident speaking for the rest of the group that, yes, we've done it two Fridays in a row, and we're thrilled that we have done it, but, but because I can tell you one joke doesn't mean I can headline the Laugh Factory, yeah. right? I can make you a burger on the grill. I, I can't cook dinner for 200 people. And because I talk to you on a Friday night, it doesn't mean I'm qualified or, or do I feel like I'm qualified <laughs> to help yeah. you get back on track mentally. And I hope he does that. I hope, I hope he does. He's a great guy. And did, he is struggling. Did he say that he would seek professional help? I mean, I was following along just like on this past Friday this past for Friday, round two because I saw his comment was, I don't know why this happens again or why yeah. this keeps happening. And I'm like, you're absolutely right. You got to see someone that is trained, that has gone to school for a long time, that can get your balance back. I was more concerned this past Friday than I was the first right? Friday. Yeah, I, I, I felt like from what he was telling me um, and it went. Just about the same length of time this past Friday as it did the first Friday. I was much more concerned a couple of nights ago than I was. The first night yeah. was bad. Um, but I, I think, I, and Sasson wrote to me, and, you know, we were just kind of exchanging messages. Um, yeah, I was, uh, I, to me, David feels like it's it's starting to go the wrong direction. And I hope he. Uh, and I'm not saying anything. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't write to him, um, but we don't hide anything here. Um, and I. I hope, as a group, we can all 
And if he's listening, I think he knows how much yeah. I care about him as a friend, having never met the gentleman, but how much I care about him. But I hope he goes, yeah, I got to get this. I got to yeah. get this looked at. And Jeff can't do it. Alan Cson can't do it. Sasson can't do it. But um, but maybe I can get it done. Cause I, I, he was, but I felt good today because he was back bitching about the Padres yeah. today, and that made me happy. I saw that. Yeah, so that was good. I saw that. I know uh, tomorrow night on the Nick Show, we're going to have uh, a special guest. Yeah. I do want to ask you a little bit about the Padres here. Okay, Padres win again today. Almost a no-hitter, Clayton Richard. It's like I a, fucked it up. Did you? I, 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 wrote, did. I wrote about it on Twitter. People got mad at me. I fucked it up. I turned the game on, and I, and second batter in. I did not have the game on the radio. I turned it on, second batter in, got the hit. <laughs> no, it's funny. It was Miguel Rojas got the hit. Yeah. He's dog shit. He's so fucking bad. I mean, yeah. he, he was a former Dodger. He's horrible. And then I'm like, this fucking guy broke up your no-hitter. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you're like, really? God dang it. So it's, uh, and everyone always rips on me and stuff. Of course, it's uh, a Dodger fan sitting there ruining these Padre no-hitters. Look, I, I don't know what to tell you. I, here's the deal. They're getting Honestly, closer, like, though, huh? Yeah, but this is how I felt. Because I was I was in the car when I turned the radio on and realized what was happening. Is Ted Leitner's not there. Yeah. And when the no-hitter does come one day, I really want Ted to be the one that calls. Yeah, it. I, I agree. That was the first thing that jumped to my mind was, shit, they might throw a no-hitter against the Marlins. And then I went, fuck, Ted's not doing the game. Did Ted miss the cycle? I feel like Ted missed the Matt Kemp cycle. He has missed a lot of stuff. He always says that. He's missed a lot of clinching because he was always doing football. Yeah, going I feel back like he missed too. the Matt Kemp cycle. Yeah. I really didn't want the no-hitter today. I, I As much as I joke around, I yeah. honestly, I was hoping it was going to be broken up because I wanted Ted to be able to call it. I think Jesse would agree. I think Agler, to me, has become one of the better voices in the game. I really do. Yeah. I think he's so good. And I think kudos to Jesse and to Junior uh, calling the game. They didn't shy away from the no-hitter talk. They didn't shy away no, from no. it. Tony Gwynn Jr. was sitting there saying it over and over again. They may not, may not have said specific the, the term no-hitter. Tony Gwynn Jr. did. But, yeah, Agler said, yeah. hey, we're through six and Clayton Richard is not allowed a hit. Yeah. And he said, or, you know, hey, as we head uh, to the bottom of the seventh, we'll see if the Marlins can get their first hit of the game. I mean, he wasn't. He made it. He may not have said no hitter, yeah. but he was. You knew. You're like, oh yeah. shit! Like you didn't have to connect any dots. Uh, kudos to those guys. I, I man, you go. Agler's like I loved Andy Mazur, yeah. good dude. But you go, yeah, Agler's really good. He is good at what he does. As I, I say all the time, when I watch a baseball or listen to baseball, I always look for the guys to throw something at me that I didn't know or made yeah. me aware of something that I didn't think about. Tony Gwynn Jr. did that today. When I was in the car and I'm driving back from Lakeside trying to get to the game to watch it, he made a point that the guys on the Marlins were trying to throw him off his game, meaning they would yeah. step in and out of the box. Yep, and heard he, it. And he goes, "What you heard the whole deal? And what yep. he said about Clayton. He said what Clayton does is that doesn't affect him because when you step out of the box, he doesn't step off the rubber. Yeah. So he stands on that rubber. So the second you step in, he's fucking firing the next Here one. Here you come. Yeah, you don't have – Love it. And it was great because as a coach, I tell – batters all the time you dictate the pace of the yeah. game not the pitcher and then i tell the pitcher it's just the opposite you dictate the pace yeah. of the game you don't throw that ball to your fucking ready and we always have that thing who's yeah. dictating the pace of the game and when clayton richard doesn't leave the rubber he is completely dictating the pace of the game it was absolutely absolutely outstanding you know it's uh it, it's something else it's funny watching we're, jeff and i are watching uh, college baseball right now vanderbilt's playing uh, mississippi state and uh vanderbilt just hit a big home run 
I watched something in one of these games because I was a college guy. Sometimes I think they overmanage. Mm-hmm. It was it was a move that I said, shit, I've never seen that before, but it was a genius move. And what happened was Mississippi State, late in the game, they might bunt. And Vanderbilt doesn't know they're going to bunt. Okay. They have a guy on second base, meaning Mississippi State. So the Vanderbilt pitcher puts his leg up like he's going to pitch the ball, and then he wings back towards second and holds the ball. But then he looks back to see what the batter did, and the batter showed bunt. He turned his square to bunt. Oh! So Mississippi State's coach immediately puts his head in like, fuck, we just turned our cards over. And Vanderbilt yeah. said, now we know what you're going to do. Yeah. And they ended up winning the game because they knew what – it was a genius move. Nice. I don't want you to pitch the ball. I just want you to put your leg up in the air like you're going to throw it and then turn towards second. Yeah. And let's see if he shows bunt. And he did. And it changed the game. Was it the the – the moment got too big for that kid because you really shouldn't show what you're doing until he's already let the ball go, right? And that's it. You shouldn't you shouldn't show what you're doing until the pitcher has his arm in there. Yeah. And he didn't. As soon as he raised his leg, he, he showed up. Oh. And it was you're looking at the Vanderbilt coach going, that was pretty fucking smart. It was it was a it was a great move. God dang. So all right, so I want to ask you about the pods because the pods are, mm-hmm. are playing pretty good right now and I understand the opponents, but here's the deal. They're playing well. You can only beat the teams on your schedule. At the same time, as a guy that follows the, the Dodgers, the Dodgers got killed by the Reds yep. and the Marlins and everything else. The the Padres are beating the teams they're supposed to beat. So they're five and a half out. Dodgers, Giants, two and a half out. Rockies now three and a half out. They're starting to fall. No one's running away with the division. Thank God Correct. the Red Sox and Yankees aren't in this division. Where both teams are supposed to win 113 games. Yeah, Holy right? shit. But it, the question always is around this time of year, who is your all-star? Who is your oh, yeah. all-star on the Padres? So I'm, I'm going to give you three guys. Cause three, uh-huh. three Padres aren't going to make the all-star team. Yeah. Tyson Ross, okay, he's five and three, ERA yep. three point four three. You got Clayton Richard. Now his record's probably going to hurt him. He's five and six, four point four zero. But going back to what you said a couple weeks ago, Clayton Richard is a guy you're going to be able to trade and get like some him. good back yeah. because he he could pitch for some teams, including a team inside your own division. Even though you probably wouldn't trade him to L.A., but you you might be able to trade him to a team like the Nationals where Strasburg's hard to get. Yep. And then Brad Hand has been insane. Yeah, nineteen saves. Nineteen saves, one point eight nine ERA. He has 19 saves. Here's here's a crazy stat on Brad Hand. He averages almost 14 strikeouts per nine innings. It's unbelievable. It is right? unfuck. I mean, that's like Max Scherzer yeah. numbers. I mean, that that's insane how good he's been. It, Hosmer, as much as everybody loves him, sorry, he's not going as a first baseman hitting eight home runs and 30 runs knocked in. He's not going. No offensive players are probably going. But out of those guys, there hands in. Mm-hmm. Do, do, do they get a second one? Does Ross get in? Hmm. I mean, we're early in June. Yeah, we're, we're only in June. It wraps so up, we, though, in about three weeks. I mean, we're going to yeah. know in about three weeks where we're going. But does it surprise you that we have this many guys to even talk about? One and two? Well, what I'm wondering is if who's still here? Yeah. Like, and when, that's my next question. Dude. When do you trade these guys? Boy, oh, boy, man. I, I'm telling you. like I, I just figure you're – see, it was a great – John Heyman talked about – the guys that are available right now for the Padres. Yeah. And he talked about, you know, Ross and talked about Hand. I don't know if he talked about Clayton Richard. I guess he talked about Craig Stamen. You know, a couple of the yeah. guys like that that are in the bullpen. But, I mean, the one thing that we've seen is Preller gets his price. Yeah. Now, I mean, I saw somebody today wrote on Twitter that and thank God Stevie Woods shut it right down. Hey, I would do uh, Juan Soto for the Nationals for Brad Hand. Well, what? <laughs> stop. Okay, stop. Stop it. Okay, just stop. Now, but um, 
you know, I, I think you're going to get a good price on yeah. these guys. And you're going to get it. And you go, okay, where are we at? I, I would just say this to everybody. And you can take it any way you want to take it. Our first year doing this show was 1998. August 1st. We got in. We started doing post-game shows. And the next thing you know... Well, Jed's... No. <laughs> the next thing you know... Dave and Jeff are doing playoff baseball talk. And, oh, what do you know? Dave and Jeff are doing World Series talk. Yep. Now, I think you and I both knew at the time Kevin Brown was moving on. We felt like Caminetti was probably moving on. Gwyn and Ricky were getting a little long in the tooth, and we weren't sure what the future held, but... They haven't been back to the World Series since that time. To me, you only get a couple of opportunities to get the brass ring. Yeah. And I, if, I, I just think you have sold this town shit for 15 years, right? Yeah. Basically on and on for 15 years. Man, oh, man. If you're, if you're, if you're going to try, and nobody's saying they are, I really, really hope that the feeling's not, we're going to, you know, you got to get to, how many games back are they right now? Five and a half. Yeah. Five and a half is still a pretty good number. Um, and you got some tough games ahead of you. Well, you're I, going on the road for like a month. Yeah, pretty I mean, much. Outside of playing the A's for two games, you're going on the road for like 25 days. Yeah. Um, you go to the Cardinals, right? Then you're going back down to Atlanta. Gets insane. Yeah, but I mean, you've won four straight series. Yeah, I think for right now, you just ride the wave. I think right now, you just go. Let's just see where we go. If you go out right yeah. now and you lose twenty-two straight, well, that's fine. If you go out and win eighteen to twenty-two, changes things a little bit. I will say this, Dave. I don't have any fears that if this team shocked people and started to win, that ownership would step up and give Preller the opportunity to go get somebody, whatever he needed to do. I, I don't have any doubt in my mind that Fowler and Seidler would say, yeah, okay, if that's the right move. But I think the problem becomes, what do you do if it becomes uh, a guy that you feel like is the difference maker, right? The Greg Vaughn, yeah. the Rena player. You know what's going to happen? Every one of these teams is going to say, I want Tatis, I want Urias, yeah. Gore. I want Gore, I want Paddock. And, dude, I'm not doing that. I'm just not. I'm not. I'm not. That's why I'm fine with just going with the plan. Yeah. Just going with the plan right now. Yeah. This isn't. This wasn't supposed to be the year. Don't do anything dumb. That's yeah. Just ride the wave. But yeah. if somebody's like, hey, you're going to give me Urias and Paddock and Quantrill, and in exchange, I'm going to give you, you know, Danny Duffy. Yeah. Or, <laughs> well, that's why I think the Padres just doing it the opposite end. The Red Sox or the Yankees are going to overpay. And they're going to give you those quality players back for Brad Hand. And you're going to go, fuck, man. We, look how well we but just don't did. don't forget the Preller method, which was Tatis for Shields, right? Yeah. Paddock for Rodney. It wasn't Paddock and three other guys. He likes it. Go cherry pick and say, yeah, give me this guy. This is the guy I want. And go get one or – that's fine. I'd much rather, I wouldn't, 
Much rather have Paddock for Rod Ennigan, the, the success rate helps. But I'd much rather have these days like this, these trades, than when you go, wait a minute, you got Casey Kelly and Joe Schmo and five for Adrian and none of them stuck? Yeah, none of them. Right? I mean, look at the PV trade. Clayton Richards now back. But Clayton Richard was one of four guys and nobody sticks. What? Yep. You got four guys. You didn't get any. I'd much rather have them go, no, we're going we're gonna to cherry pick. We're going to take this one guy, 19 years old. Goddamn, whoever did the work on Tatis he and knew, or Paddock, man, they knew what they were doing. I tell you, getting Brad Hand might have been his best move. Might have been A.J. Perler's best move was getting Brad Hand. I mean, yeah, outstanding. Nobody in baseball wanted Brad Hand. Yeah. I well, mean, I mean, he, but he, he's had that a few times. Yeah, he had yeah. that with Drew Pomerantz. Yeah, I mean, the Brad Hand deal is in, insane about where he's become. I, I saw a, a stat the other day. Major League uh, Baseball Television did a thing on – the best, like Rule yeah. Five guys, whatever all time, or you know, uh, guys who yeah. are uh, deactivated for free agency. He, he was one in the top like three of all time in the history of baseball. Yeah, how well he's done? Yeah, absolutely incredible. It's uh, I, I will say this: the story last week that drove me crazy was that girl with the fucking uh, ball in her beer. Yeah. Okay, look, the goddamn ball went in the beer. I can't believe how many people booked her on the show. What the fuck are you talking about? Why is yeah, that a big deal? It's so, it's so minor league San Diego thing to go. You got to be shitting me right now. Yeah. It, Hey, did you taste pine tar in your beer? <laughs> did you? You got big boobs. You got big boobs and a lot mm. of tats. I got it. A lot of tats. Um, tomorrow night, I do want to promote this. Tomorrow night, right here in the garage. I couldn't be more excited. Oh, I got two guys to promote. Okay. Uh, tomorrow night in the garage, Scott Lewis is going to be here from Voice of San Diego. I feel like I have a little bit of post-traumatic stress disorder just thinking about this because we've been we've been done with prophecy for a long, a long time. Long time. I couldn't wait to stop talking about it, but I do have questions for Scott. Um, but Scott's going to be here because Nick Stone from Soccer City is back front and center, and I I just don't get it on that guy. I don't. I know a lot of people. Uh, and Darren Smith, I, I trust as much as anybody. Darren said we would dig this guy. Man, I, I don't get it. But I also don't I don't fall over backwards for J.D. Wicker Yeah, in San Diego State. So I put a thing on uh, Twitter the other day. Um, who's a bigger weasel? <laughs> Look, that's the question. Yeah, J.D. Wicker or Nick Stone? Yeah. And it ended up being like 51-49. And, wow. and this, see, this is what I'm fascinated to talk to um, Scott about tomorrow. I I don't have a horse in this race. I would I think it would be really cool looking at what's going on with LAFC and right there where the LA Sports Arena used to be, that beautiful new um, stadium that they built, Bank yep. of California Stadium, and, and that whole thing. See, I think that would be cool. I really do. I think that would be cool to have that down here. And I think that if you had whatever they see, 24, 25, 27,000 people in there going crazy and you have the energy, I would like to go to a Galaxy game. I would like to go to an LAFC game. I think my kids would enjoy it. I, I would like that a lot. Yeah. But I don't want San Diego MSL at the cost of San Diego State. By the same regard... I love Aztec football. 
Love the Aztecs. Love Rocky Long. I love the Aztecs. I think the Aztec fans need to f- calm the fuck down. You're not goddamn Alabama or Penn State. You just had, who was it? The Vegas Bowl just said we're going to take the yeah. seventh team in the SEC. Yeah. Now, I understand, and I understand that the goal is let's get a new stadium and maybe we can get some things going and maybe we can get the hell out of the Mountain West. And God, I love that idea. And if a new stadium helps the Aztecs, then I love that idea. But I I don't think it makes any sense for these two parties to be spitting at each other over the fence. Yeah. But, it boy, it sure feels like there's no chance of them coming together. Well, if you're a sports – no, they aren't. And if you're a sports fan in this town, depending what radio station you listen to – Oh, yeah, they've right. E- they've each picked their own. They've each picked their own on which one uh, to follow. You have to remember, 1360 <laughs> is a contract – Sure. San Diego State. Now, San Diego State, I mean, this city is run by San Diego State alums. I'm an alum. I, under, I understand. Yep. I'm all for whatever's best for San Diego State, too. I'm looking forward to talking to Scott Lewis about a couple yeah. of things, not just the soccer aspect, but we'll t- touch a little bit on two years down the road, what, what's happened, yeah. what's next, and, and why is it that San Diego seems so minor league all of a sudden? What do we have to do yeah. as a city to not be minor league anymore? Well, we love revisionist history. Yeah. We, we do. Right? That's I mean, why we, I'm we, glad Scott's coming in. We act like... We didn't vote in Mike Aguirre that fucked yeah, everything up. Exactly. You know, the Bruce Hendersons that you vote in. Yeah, I mean, there were a lot of things that went wrong. But um, but we'll talk to him about, about everything going on, and it'll be great. But I, I just, look, I, I don't, Nick Stone, I just, I don't get it. I just don't get, uh, like, to me. Feels I, like he's a money grab guy. Yeah. he. You know who he reminds me of? This is who he reminds me of. You're a Saturday Night Live guy. Every time I hear Nick Stone, I immediately flash back to Martin Short as the attorney on Saturday Night Live. When he, I, I knew that. Why wouldn't you think I know that? Uh, Nathan Thrum. Yeah, I know that. Why, why, why would you say? And he'd always look at the camera like he was. God, Martin Short's insane. That's who I feel like. I, I just feel like for. For both of these parties, and if you say, well, why are you bringing J.D. in, J.D.? All right. Whenever I hear the guys, let me just say this. Whenever I hear the guys from state SDSU West talking, yeah, I feel the same way I feel when I hear the Soccer City guys talking, and that's, you know, watch your wallet. I, n- neither one. And I, yeah. I want both things. Be real clear, because my Twitter is going to, I'm going to get 10,000 messages. I want San Diego State football here forever, and I I think MLS would be pretty cool. I do. But I don't want one at the cost of the other. I really yeah. don't. I think I think we need both. I really do. I think we need both um, to kind of start the healing process of losing the NFL. I think it'd be great. No, I'm with you. I'm with you 100% on this. It's uh, There's just so many things that this city can offer that we just don't get. We deserve to have. I mean, for as great as San Diego is, we're just missing out on uh, on, on so much. All right, when uh, we're, we're going to mention these two uh, two sponsors real quick, and then I'm going to ask you a what-if question because I want right. people to hang around a second, okay? okay. want to mention uh, Alan Taylor over at TaylorMade Man. Pools. Man, he is busy as can be. We told you he would be. Yep. We told you he'd be busy as can be because the kids are out of school. The weather's nice. People want to swim. They want to fix the pools up they have. They want a brand new pool. Alan will take your call, though. 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. 20 years in San Diego. 
he's great at what he does, and that's why so many people call him. If you follow him on Twitter, you can see everything he does at Teammate Pools, at Teammate Pools. But if you call Alan, he will make sure that everything is taken care of for you. And again, right now, if you uh, call Alan, he will give you the Dave and Jeff $1,000 discount wow. towards a full remodel. So make sure you call him. Fix that pool up that you have. You know what your kids want to do this summer, and it's a way for you to save money as far as, hey, we have entertainment right in our backyard. Alan's your guy. Totally, and I think, Dave, that remodel is so important because all of a sudden – that pool that looked really, really cool in 95, yep. all of a sudden in 2018, you're like, eh, not so great. Plus, I think the other thing is the remodel idea. Think about where your kids were, where your family were. Or maybe the pool that you had in 95, you didn't have kids. You didn't have grandkids in 2005. And now you go, oh, man, I got this pool and the grotto, but I got my dopey kids got Nine little snot-nosed kids yeah. running around here. I got to get rid of the Pam Anderson waterfall. <laughs> and I got to do Donnie the dinosaur. God damn it. Alan! Uh, you can change it up, man. Or maybe you go, hey, those kids grew up. Let me get this Donnie the dinosaur bullshit out of here and put a grotto in. Exactly. And who knows? Maybe Dagmar's coming over. Yeah. Never know. Never know. She's looking better than ever. She is out of sight. But she's not coming over to hang out at some pool with some goddamn dinosaur. Ed. I, You mark my words. <laughs> mark my words. So you call Alan. I'll tell you the other thing yeah. about TaylorMade. And I can't guarantee this. All I know about my friend Alan is he gave me three pens that might be the greatest pens I've ever had in my life. Really? Did you have no, any? No, I didn't get anything. Well, I took all three of them. <laughs> I I am writing notes all day long at work and every yeah. day I'm like, God damn, I don't know where he got him. All I'm telling you is he put the big people to shame, the yeah. Gillette people to shame, the farmers only people to shame, whoever yeah. else provides you with free pens. Now you, you may have to buy two pools to get one <laughs> pen. I can't guarantee it, but I'm telling you, this is not a bullshit. This is a straight comment. It's the best pen I've ever had. There you go. I love it. That's it right there. All right, don't forget about Ryan Barkley, Barkley Landscape. Look, right now you're in a situation where people are coming over for the barbecues. You want to make sure everything is great. You know what Ryan's doing for me? I've always said for a long time, I want the goddamn lights underneath the fucking trees in front of the fucking house. And guess what? He's getting them for me. He said, Dave, I got your order in. So when you, when you come up to the house, it's yeah. going to look nice. They're going to be the Christmas lights? No, damn it. It's the lights that are underneath on the bottom. They look like they're coming oh, out of the Christ ground. For sake. Look like it look like look like a goddamn resort. That's what it's gonna fucking look like. Would Chuck Zito have those lights? No, but then I'm gonna call Alan Taylor. I'm gonna have my lazy river pool around oh, my house. Oh, now you're And now talking. we're talking. You're gonna walk up. I'm gonna give you a goddamn inner tube, and you're That'll gonna be fucking great. enjoy yourself. That'll be great. Ryan Barkley does it all. Don't forget, you call Ryan Barkley. Ryan's number six one nine six six nine eight thousand. Well, I mentioned Chuck Zito. It's because Ryan Barkley said to me when he goes into the backyard and he looks at a project, often he'll think to himself. What would Chuck Zito do here in this situation? <laughs> and that's why it's going to look great. Might be petunias. Might be a good flower. Might be the back set from the great HBO series yeah. Oz. Could be anything you like. Um, no, Ryan Barkley is awesome. In Carlsbad today, oh, man, it was amazing. My sons and I are fascinated by this as we drive through and you look at yeah. areas that have just dried out. Dried out. And if you have an area, I always am concerned about fire prevention. Yeah. 
But if you have an area that's dried out and you go, well, the water is not really, uh, the water bill's too crazy and they say it's going to go higher, uh, it may not be a fire concern. It's just an eyesore. Have Ryan come over, take a look at it, and figure out something you can do. It's going to clean it up and yeah. save you money at the same time. The most amazing thing to me about Ryan every time I, I see him is that the guy doesn't wear gloves. How do you sit there and do that kind of work? No chance. Nonstop, and you, you never wear gloves. Whether you, No matter what you run across in those backyards, man, the guy never wears gloves. I'll tell you the true story about it. He does that to impress the clients, but what I've heard is often if you see him driving down the road, he is crying <laughs> while taking thorns out. <laughs> Sad. Taking thorns out. All right, here's my what-if question for you. All right, let me hear it. All right, it's one of those when you're a kid, you always do the what-if game. Mm-hmm. You could choose which toe, but for a million dollars, would you cut one of your toes off? A million, a million dollars. And have it removed. Not that you have to do it while you're awake and cut your toes off with with a tool that Ryan has in his truck. I'm talking, but when you wake up, you're going to wake up with the toe missing for oh, a million yeah. bucks. <laughs> I'd do that in a minute. What do they say? It's the toe next to your big toe that if you cut that off, you can't you can't stand up anymore? Like you'll fall right over and shit? Stop. Like there's one toe on your foot. Tom Dempsey kicked a 63-yard field goal without that toe. What are you talking about? They say you fall right over. Well, he didn't fall over. He didn't. By the way, that's still the legit NFL record. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, <laughs> but my, for a million bucks, he'd cut the, cut the toe off. My smallest toe, yeah. every now and then, like my kids would crack me up. I think Josh cracked me up. But I'll just be sitting here, and that toe, it looks like BR's thumb. It'll just go like a nine. I've never, I don't think you I've ever break broken it? it. No. <laughs> I think I could survive without that for a million bucks. I may do it for 150 in a year's full of free haircuts. Okay. What if it, what if it's your big toe and now you can't wear flip flops anymore? Um, oh, that's what I got to mention. <laughs> uh, no, I wouldn't do that. Um, my FU of the day goes to Quicksilver. Okay. Because. I needed a new pair of flip-flops. Yeah. Now, I used to go through them because radio-wise, I wore them every day. Yeah. But now that I have a regular job, I only wear them on the weekends. So for the last probably six years, if not longer, I've only been a two-brand guy. Do you have flip-flops, Dave? Yeah. What do you use? What's your brand? Um, I have a couple different ones. I have uh, Nike ones. And I have those Reef ones. Okay. I went Reef. I was off in Reef, and then I would go Sanook. Now, Sanook, I found, was a little overrated, and they would talk, you know, they're a little overpriced. So I needed a pair, though, because yeah. my reefs had worn through. Lasted me like two years. Great pair. So I was at the mall a couple of weeks back, and I got a pair of Quicksilver. Now, Quicksilver, you go, that's a great brand, right? Yeah. You know, I, uh, legendary. These fucking things squeak like a church mouse. Screw you, Quicksilver. My kids are like, those are annoying. I'm like, I know. They suck. So I was going to call them out on Twitter, but then I'm like, that's just a dick move. Yeah. I'll just, hopefully they'll break in. I like them. They're comfortable. They just squeak. But, um, yeah, no, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a flip-flop guy. There you go. That's so damn funny. That's- um, 11 years ago tonight was the last episode of The Sopranos. Yeah. Now, our last day at Free FM was November 22nd. No, June 22nd. Or June 22nd, excuse me. So if you look at today, I don't have my glasses on. The tomorrow will be, what's the, is today the, the 9th? 10th. Today's the 10th. 10th. Okay, so tomorrow's the 11th. See, I, I feel like it was, I feel like it was the Sunday before our final show. 
Uh, God dang, man. That's funny. It that. doesn't feel like it was yeah. two weeks out. Yeah. Because the 22nd, again, this year will be on a Friday. Yeah. It doesn't feel like there was a two-week window because we closed out the show when we got blown out at Free FM doing the same thing. We yeah. couldn't we couldn't tell you that we had got blown out. Yeah, we knew three hours ahead of time. That's why yeah, we had and then gone. they asked us to do an extra hour <laughs> class. We said no. And Dave had a great idea. Our boss, J.D., Jim Daniels, said, what are we going to do? And Dave said, let's do uh, the Sopranos ending. And J.D. came in and ran the board, which was great. Yeah. And I bet he had about 11 seconds of dead air right yeah, there, sure which did. was awesome. Yeah. But to me, Dave, that sure felt like it was like it should be a week from today. Remember? Yeah. That, that's funny to say that. Yeah. I, I can't well, remember. Because we, we did a shitload of Sopranos talk back at the time. All right. When you look back at all kinds of stuff that came out today. SI had an article. A lot of people have been talking about. It. Feels like it happens so much at this time. I was late to the Sopranos, but I got to it and yeah. loved it. Loved it. And I actually, oh man, I think I watched. What were their total? About eight seasons? No, um, I believe it was. God, it's less than you think. I believe it was five or six. Okay, then I yeah, saw. I've seen, I've seen it three times. I've seen it yeah. from start to finish three times. I saw the last four. Okay, last four, and and this final episode, the final scene, the whole thing going on, right? The yeah. diner, the quarters, the guy in the silver jacket at the counter, Meadow running across the street, Tony Junior, the whole thing. SI wrote a whole column today about everything that they believe happened, how Tony did get killed. That's what happens when yeah. the light goes out. Who shoots him? What happens? The whole deal. Six seasons, by the way. Is yeah. that right? Yep. God, it felt like it was more than that. You're right. Um, when you look back at it tonight, when you think back on that ending, uh, and I'll give you the I'll give you the the comparison in a second, but before I give you the comparison, yeah. just start with Sopranos. The hype, right? Yeah. Building up to the end and how it ends. We all figured our cable went out. The don't stopped and they showed David Chase. When you think back on the ending, what do you feel? Like I loved it. I thought it was absolutely great. I right? Honestly, I thought the ending of The Sopranos and the ending of Breaking Bad were outstanding. See, you took my, you took my thunder. Oh, sorry. Because I was going to say, okay, Breaking Bad, Craig Elston today on Twitter mentioned this. And uh, and I thought it was an interesting comparison between the end of Sopranos where you're like, well, what happened? And Breaking yeah. Bad, there was no fucking question what happened. Yeah. It was great. When you look at the two of them, can you, can you love them the same way or do you love one more than the other? Breaking Bad, I thought, was the best ending I've ever seen. Right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, that was just. But I'm with you. Yeah. I dug this Sopranos. Yeah, I did too. Loved it. It's my two favorite shows of all time. And I, I think it's great that these, I think there's, it's great that you have the conspiracy theories on everything yeah. that happened to Tony that night. Awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> if you go to YouTube, because I know you love YouTube now, uh -huh. they will do a uh, an ending that you kind of wonder what happened. It, and people will say, ah, oh, you know, it had an ending that never, that was never filmed. But it goes to black, and then you hear gunshots. There's one, a fake one, that one. Oh wow! It goes to black. Boom, boom, boom. You hear gunshots. Yeah, and then there's the the real one. But they'll they'll so many people who want to know or want to believe that Tony died. Yeah, 
you know. But again, David Chase says it's all up to you. I've watched it so many times in the last three episodes of that final season so many times that there was no one else to kill him. I mean, basically, yeah. they took care of everyone. There's an yeah. agreement that, hey, this is the way it's going to go. There's now a new boss in New York who finally got what he wanted. Uh-huh. Why would he try and kill Tony? Yeah. It's, anyway, it, they did a great job. David Chase did a great job. You know, and, and so awesome. It, it's it was so sad to see James Gandolfini die at such right? a young age. Because, and I don't know that they would have, but shit, man, money does a lot to yeah. people. You always wondered would they have done it? I guess you still could. Yeah, you it, could say to- that he died. Yeah, you could, you could, but there are people who have died in real life off that show already. Yeah, but would yeah. it dim- would it diminish? Does it diminish everything if you come back yeah. and and it say, okay, that's how it ended? Yeah, it's greatness. You know? It's, yeah. I mean, I don't know anything about art, but it would be like a, a painting that people love, and then to change it, bring it back with a Padre Brown hat on. You know? What the fuck yeah. are you doing? Why is the Mona Lisa wearing a brown Padre hat? Well, she loved it. <laughs> she said bring back the brown, too. Uh, she loved Someone it. tomorrow is going to put it on Twitter. Guarantee it's going to be the Mona Lisa with the Padre hat on. All right. I'm trying to think real quick. Um, because I always feel like there are things that we didn't talk about. Sopranos was it. I agree with you. I dug it. I, I don't have HBO anymore, but I wonder if they're, if, I mean, it feels like you can see I Sopranos I wish you watched Billions. Time. I know Lisa Ann was mentioned a couple weeks ago. I wish you would love the show Billions, especially yeah. if you were in the stock market. Yeah. You would, you would, you would love it. I have Showtime. Yeah. Paul Giamatti is so fucking good. All right. I can go back and yeah. watch that. Um, the, the Letterman... Netflix show to me has been a little flat. Okay. Even the Stern one I thought was a little flat. I haven't flat. seen it yet. Disappointing um, then. Yeah, I'm happy to say the other day I deleted 18 episodes untouched. <laughs> yeah. 18 episodes of American Idol. Never watched a minute of it. But I will tell you this, and I don't care what you think. <laughs> I watched, uh, because I have 10-year-old boys that love it. We watched America's Got Talent. Okay, I watched that show. Did you watch the first one? I did. Okay. I liked the show. I never watched the show until you and I saw it in person. Yeah, you and I went and saw it with Stern. Okay, yep. I have not. We There were two, adi- two auditions. I've only seen the first one. But if you've seen America's Got Talent, the, and I always get it wrong, uh, the Asian kid, right? He's Filipino. <laughs> I, I don't know what he is. Dave, that kid who did the sleight of hand magic yes. with the music and did stuff. everything, that kid was insanely yeah. talented, wasn't he? Yeah, absolutely. I love that stuff. I'm one of those guys I love magic stuff. And I've never even tried a one magic trick in my life, but I, I love to watch. Because you always want to see if you can catch him. What are they doing? How did they do it? That guy was great. And then what did you make of kind of the spooky chick at the end? That was bizarre. Did, like, it looked like the chick that would come out of the TV in the, the horror flick. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of doing the head thing. Yeah. But yeah. I liked her too. Yeah. But my sons asked me today, okay, if you could only go one or the other, which one did you like more? I like the magic. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. That guy was that guy yeah. was great. Yep. And I thought the kids um at the end that were dancing that came off the street. That got the golden buzzer. Yeah. Yeah. Where you go, I just looked at that and I just said to my sons, I go, I, I can't even imagine how many hours go into getting that synced up like that. That was really cool. That was cool. I like it. I like the fact you're watching it with your kids. That's I it. I think it's cool that you watch this thing with your kids. Yeah, they like that, so we watched that. I'm bummed that the NBA Finals are over. Um, Here's my my deal with the NBA. Ask your kids this question, too. Sure. I'm curious to know. 
because the NBA is over now. We're not even to mid-June, and the NBA is over. You yep. know, obviously, you have the draft coming up. The exciting part's going to be around July 1st when we figure out where LeBron's going. Mm-hmm. Here's my feeling with the NBA. They start the season at the wrong point, okay? They start it now almost uh, October 20th, usually, yeah. is when the season starts. It's right in the middle of football season. Right in the middle yeah. of college football season's huge now. True. The NFL's always huge. Hockey's already getting going. They should start, for me, they should start the NBA on Christmas Day. Oh, yeah. Start on a Christmas Perfect. day and run it into August. Oh, and, yeah. They and then, do that. But think about it, because then the NFL starts September 1st. College football starts September 1st. Yep. And then you aren't competing against football. You aren't wasting ha- a couple months of your season with the football season. No one even cares about yeah. the NBA until Christmas Day when there's nothing to watch and you're sitting around the TV with a bunch of your family members you don't want to talk to. Yeah. You know, but if you start on Christmas Day and you run the season until August, all of a sudden it, it's a little bit better. And also the players that, that play in cities like Milwaukee, who say, I'm tired of freezing my ass off. Right. All of a sudden, you're getting more warm weather. Yeah. More months of warm weather. NHL could do something, too. Congrats to the yeah. Caps. Um, yep. I hope nobody... Alex Overchicken. Overchicken. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> the names are great. Yeah, what a year. I was exchanging text messages with our buddy Ed Graney. What an amazing run for the Vegas Knights. They just looked to me like they just hit the wall. Yeah. And But the Capitals were great. Amazing to remember the Capitals were down three games to two to the Lightning and and wondering how that series would have played out had it been the Knights against no Tampa. Sure. I think the Knights beat I Tampa. I do. I agree. But uh, but Ovechkin was one of probably the best player right now in the game that didn't have the cup. And That's to cool. see the excitement in both in the city of Washington for that team was pretty awesome. Again, a reminder, a couple of quick things, and then we'll get the hell out of here. Scott Lewis here tomorrow night, Voice of San Diego. Yep. Really going to be fun for that. I I can't. When are you going to Arizona? Going to Arizona twice uh, in the next three weeks. Going on Thursday. I'm going of this week or this week. Going Thursday. Coming back the following Friday. Okay, so um, probably not shows next week. Yeah, because Sunday's Father's Day. Yeah. I'm going to be in L.A. with Perfect. my sons that day. Uh, Dave's out of town on Monday. And he's going to Phoenix, and you got other things going on. So yeah. And then we'll we'll, we'll end up making up throughout the month. But you're gonna miss yeah. uh, next week. We'll 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 basically go in dark for a week. Yeah, we're gonna go dark for a week, and then uh, and then we'll come back and we'll we'll do some other things. But Scott Lewis here tomorrow. One final thing, please help us out. Go to my Twitter page. Right at the top is pinned the GoFundMe to join us on August 1st as we celebrate 20 years of this show. We are raising money for five charities. They are Charity Water. We continue to retweet the videos showing what they are doing, bringing clean water to third world countries. Every nickel that we send to them will be used for the field. None of it's used for administrative costs. What a wonderful group of people. We're thrilled to help them out. Rancho Coastal Humane Society. Longest independently run Humane Society in San Diego County in the North County. Love those guys. Why do we pick them? Because my first three dogs came from there, and Perfect. I love them. And, the, and they treat their animals wonderful. It's a beautiful facility in Encinitas. They are number two on the list. Number three on the list is the Alpha Project. My pal Bob McElroy, 35-plus uh, years downtown working and saving the homeless. You don't see him promoting himself. He uh, just continues to go out. Bob has sent us an open invite for anybody that would like to go down and see their shelter. I will be going down there. My sons are out of town 
two weeks from now. We'll we'll talk about it when we come back, and I'll hit it on Twitter. But we're going to go down, bring Bob the money, and we're going to take a tour of the shelter, yeah. and we're going to meet a bunch of the people. And it's an open invite for any of you that would like to go with us. Uh, if your schedule allows, we'd love to have you come down, say hi to Bob, and see what they're doing at the Alpha Project. Stand up to cancer. Uh, Dave's been affected by cancer. I've been affected by cancer. I think so many of you have been affected by cancer. We will be splitting the money uh, and sending a big chunk. And the last one, and certainly not least, concerning the news of the week with Kate Spade, with what we saw on Friday with Anthony Bourdain, we are thrilled that we're working with Suicide Awareness. What this money does that we will do to them finances the programs that helps people in trouble it finances the staff it finances the phone lines so that when people call and they are in trouble there is somebody there that can answer the phone and hopefully get them help and you are helping get them that help by making a donation a 25 dollars donation will get you into our event on august the first $300 donation gets you into the event on August the 1st, plus a live podcast that we will be doing later this summer at Cali Comfort. We are cutting everything off on July the 1st just because I need to give Sean Walcheff and the people at Eastside Country Club a firm number. If you have not made a donation to this point, please do it because there will be no ifs, ands, or buts. That will be the cutoff date. That will be the guest list. Anybody who has money, we will encourage you after that to donate it to those particular yeah. charities, but unfortunately, we won't see at the event. Lisa Ann is confirmed. She is coming down. She is coming down solo. There will not be a dork on her elbow that thinks he will be her date. That's not happening. Jim Trotter will be there. Gave me two signed copies of his Junior Sale amazing book that he wrote about Junior last night. Sean Walcheff and the crew from Cali Comfort will be there. Uh, Dave and I will be there, and we hope you'll be there as well. Absolutely. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you tomorrow.